Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 55 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm so glad you're listening in today. I'm Rachel, and I'm a recovering prayer perfectionist. Ooh, say that time to 10 times fast. <laughs> a what? Yes, you heard that right. I am a recovering prayer perfectionist. You see, I grew up in the Christian church and learned all sorts of faith practices over my formative years. Those practices were good and wonderful and holy, truly biblical practices and principles that I appreciate deeply. But there was a problem that grew within me, one I could blame partly on my own perfectionistic have-everything-just-so-bent, and the problem could partially be blamed on legalistic practices that were part of the church culture I grew up in, created by man and not God. So what is prayer perfectionism? Have you ever thought about your prayer very carefully because you wanted your words to be just so? And so before you started talking to God, you crafted your words? I want to be clear about this. It's not a bad thing. God loves a good love letter. He enjoys a prayer that is meaningful and true, crafted with time and well thought out. I really believe that. If you have seen my prayer cards on the website, 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart or 31 Days of Praying the Psalms, you know that I love words and I believe God has given them as a gift to us. In fact, when I tell my husband just how much I really love him, there is sometimes ceremony involved, right? I might go to the store and read half the cards on the shelf before choosing one that says just the right thing. Or I might sit down to write him a letter and spend time thinking about all the wonderful ways he shows his love and make a list to thank him. I take time to form words as a gift to him, a way of showing gratitude and love. But what if this was the only way I ever talked to him? What if I never greeted him with a hug and a kiss? What if I never smiled and looked him in the eye? What if I never simply whispered I love you at a random time? What if all my conversation with my husband was formal or held under a certain formula or premise? What would our relationship look like? We eventually wouldn't have one. Why is this? Because we would be limiting ourselves. Just as we are relational beings as humans, so does God long to have a relationship with each and every one of us. Our conversations with him can take all forms from formal to casual. So if we hold ourselves to only one method of prayer or single solitary practice of prayer, then we limit the relationship. Prayer perfectionism is praying and thinking that there's a gold standard to prayer and only one way is the right way. For some, it's thinking that we have to have ourselves together before we go to God in prayer. Dictionary.com defines perfectionism as a personal standard, attitude, or philosophy that demands perfection and rejects anything else. 
And the word perfect is defined as conforming absolutely to the description or definition of an ideal type. Is there an ideal type of prayer? And is this something we really want to conform to? Because when reading the Bible, I've noticed over and over again, especially in the lives of the children of Israel, the Bible says they cried out to the Lord or they cried to the Lord. In the life of Moses, David, Jonah, and many, many other Bible characters, they certainly did not have their these and thous in the ideal place. At these moments, they did not follow a perfect prayer pattern or the exact right model of prayer. No, they came to their Heavenly Father because they love Him and knew that He could always be called upon. Psalm seventeen six says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Psalm 120 verse 1 says, I took my troubles to the Lord. I cried out to Him and He answered my prayer. Isaiah 58, 9 says, Then you will call, the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. I mentioned David previously. The book of Psalms is a collection of 150 prayers, hymns, and poems. These are all part of the Hebrew Bible and Christian Old Testament. Many of the Psalms are written as prayers or expressions of praise and thanksgiving to God. The book of Psalms emphasizes the importance of prayer and encourages us to turn to God in all times, times of both joy and sorrow. Many of the Psalms contain expressions of deep emotion, such as grief, longing, and hope, and they often provide comfort and solace to those of us who are struggling. I say us because I have always taken a lot of time in the Psalms And in fact, you may know that one of the Bible reading plan and journals I love, a 31-day journey in praying the Psalms, is about bearing grief before God. So I believe in this cry. I believe that prayer is not just about asking things or making requests, but it's about building relationship with God. It's about expressing our thanks and seeking forgiveness. There's so many levels of having a conversation with the Lord. And it's about building trust in God and surrendering to his plan for our lives. Overall, the book of Psalms presents prayer as an aspect of a faithful life. It encourages us to pray regularly and from our hearts with humility and sincerity. I want to pause for a moment to take a break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
Thanks for listening to that message. I appreciate it. Let's continue with why you need to let go of prayer perfectionism. So what is that feeling that you can only pray if everything is right? Why do we even have that? Because we hold on to this idea that prayer can only happen in a singular way. And if we hold on to that idea, we can miss out on the benefits of prayer. What are really the benefits of prayer? Prayer is number one, I would say, and this is no perfect order, no right order, just random thoughts that I had that I really believe in the benefits of prayer. I would say first that it's connecting with God. That's one of the benefits of of prayer. It's a way to deepen our relationship with God, and without it, we can miss out on the sense of purpose that comes from having a relationship with our Creator. And then the next benefit of prayer that comes to mind is peace of mind. Prayer helps us calm our minds and it reduces our stress and anxiety. It provides a way for us to release worries and it brings a sense of peace and comfort because we know that God is in control of our lives and peace comes from Him. Then we have the benefit of guidance and wisdom. Prayer is a way for us to seek out that guidance and wisdom. And without it, we can miss out on the insight and the clarity that comes from knowing that the Lord is our guide and all wisdom comes from Him. And then some of the benefit of prayer is gratitude and perspective. It cultivates this gratitude when we acknowledge the blessings and the challenges in our lives. And when we miss out on that opportunity to reflect on the good things of life, then we miss out on the benefit of prayer, one of the benefits of prayer, we can gain a broader perspective on our struggles when we engage with the Lord in prayer. And then lastly, we haven't spent a lot of time on um, communal benefits or relational benefits with others, but prayer is a beautiful way to increase our sense of community and connection with other people. The Bible says that where two or more are gathered together, Jesus is with us. He is in our midst. And without prayer, we can miss out on the opportunity to connect and to build supportive relationships through our beliefs and our values, through our faith in God. So the principle of this podcast episode really about why you need to let go of prayer perfectionism is that we have to let go and let God. I was having a conversation with my daughter last night while we were washing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen, and we had this chat about the importance of humility and how attractive humbleness is. When someone is full of pride and all they can think about is themselves and all they ever share about is themselves, it makes you feel less than. Our goal should not be to be famous in any way as Christians. I never want to be considered famous. I just want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to close this topic today about letting go and letting God with three ways that we can let go and let God. These three promises are from the Praying the Promises Bible Reading Plan and Journal. These are three promises in the middle of the journal that we're reviewing right now, and I'll leave the link in the show notes for the journal in case you're interested in praying one prayer promise of God per day, praying them back to Him. But these three principles or promises that we can 
let go and let God. First, we can let go and let God be our strength. Hallelujah. I need the strength of the Lord so desperately. Y'all, when my daughter Taylor passed away, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to cry sharing this, but God truly is my strength. In my book, One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up, I would call it the book that I would sit down and have coffee. If I could sit down and have coffee with every one of you, this is what I would share. That God is our strength. We can let go and let him be our strength. Isaiah tells us, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Oh, friend, if I could encourage you today to let go and let God be your strength. And then number two prayer principle, the promise we can hold on to, is that we can let go and let God hold us up in the deep waters In the deepest waters of death, grief, sorrow, loss, he will hold you up. He promises this in Isaiah 43, 2 and 3. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Praise the Lord that we can let go and let God hold us up in the very deepest of waters. This can be the way that we let go of thinking that all has to be perfect and just relying and trusting on him. And then number three, we can let go and let God provide the wisdom that we need to get through whatever it is we're going through. James 1, 5, and 6 promises us, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. It reminds me of that crying out to the Lord that those Old Testament figures did as we reviewed them earlier, the children of Israel, David, Moses, Jonah, they all just simply believed and did not doubt. They cried out and relied on God completely. God promises to be the strength you need for today. God promises when you pass through the waters, he will be with you. God promises his generous wisdom when we ask for it. We can let go and let God be our all. We do not have to hold on to this idea of prayer perfectionism, but we can cry out to him, thankfully, and he is always and ever ready to hear us, no matter our hearts cry. God is always listening for us, and he never negates our inabilities, so we can let go, and we can simply let God. I hope that you're taking this away with you today. If you'd like more information about the Praying the Promises journal, 
dive into rachelwoja.com on the main page. The Praying the Promises Bible Reading Plan is available. The challenge is available. You can download the printable for free. And then if you'd like more resource, grab onto the digital download that includes the journaling information as well as a short 100-word devotional. That is available at rachelwojo.com forward slash shop. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.